Welcome to In the News Show. I am your host, Judy Desagatis, and today I have a very special guest, Joe Nebostinsky, who's our station manager. Hi, Joe. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. I'm glad that you could be with us. Um, We have a special Christmas New Year's show for you today, and we're going to be talking a little bit about Christmas traditions and some Catholic traditions, Catholic Christmas traditions that we celebrate in our homes and some ethnic things. I'm sure that many of you out there have some special traditions that you also uh, celebrate. So we're going to uh, have Joe take it away and start with, um, we'll start with the Italian traditions because both of us have a little bit of Italian in our Yes, blood. a lot of people with a name like Nebostinsky, they think that I'm really, really Polish, and I am really Polish, uh, but I'm half Polish. On my mother's side, uh, her family is completely Italian, and so I'm half Polish and half Italian. So uh, I have a lot of, most of my traditions are based on food uh, because uh, it's it's interesting for me because uh, my family, my grandmother lived with us on my, my dad's uh, grandmother actually was, she lived with us before she passed away. And during that time, she taught my mother all of the Polish traditions and all the Polish food. And my mother also, because she was Italian and she came from a big Italian family, she already knew the Italian foods and the Italian traditions. So uh, as a child growing up, I had great Polish food and I had great Italian food. Mm. And then when I met my wife, when we were dating, she took that time to learn all the Polish and Italian foods <laughs> from my mother. But uh, My wife is Pennsylvania Dutch. So she, she comes from a Pennsylvania Dutch-German tradition. So for me in our house, with when my children were growing up, we had Italian food, we had Polish food, and we had German food. Mm. So we have, when it comes to traditions, a lot of our uh, holiday foods are, are ethnic in nature. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, for me, you know, we were talking before we went on the air about some of the things that Italian families do. And I know you have a, an Italian heritage. One of the things is the Feast of the Seven Fishes. And that's something for me... We, my family didn't do uh, because my mom and dad knew that my brother and I didn't like fish. So, so they, <laughs> That's they a problem. Didn't, yeah, they didn't put us through that. Uh, but I had rather to other relatives uh, who, uh, who did that. This, so I'm not a real expert on the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Did your family do those? You know, I kind of came into that tradition later in life. I don't really remember it as a child because, uh, to be honest, I didn't really like fish either, and neither did my brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of adopted it. Uh, my husband and I adopted it as adults. Um, we don't actually do seven fishes because when you have two people, that's a lot of food. Yeah. Um, we usually spend Christmas Eve together going to Mass, the, the two of us. So what we might do some things like you know, veering from the seven fishes, something like we'll do shrimp, we'll do scallops, we'll do salmon. Um, But I know the other traditions do include like smelts and bacala and Mm. some of those other uh, really unique fishes that are very customary to the seven fish dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I was growing up, we we were lucky because we got pizza. (laughs) (laughs) My mom would make homemade pizza and she'd also make uh, what we call fried dough. And she'd fry that herself. And my dad loved um, anchovies. Mm -hmm. So she would make the fried dough balls, some with anchovies inside and some plain. Um, And that's what we would have. We would have that and pizza and salad and and some other things. And I, I think sometimes people forget that back in the day, Christmas Eve used to be a day of uh, abstinence from mm-hmm. meat. Yeah. So I think that's probably how the fishes got started, at least in the Italian tradition. Um, and for us, well, because like you, didn't like fish, we found some alternate ways 
to, to celebrate. I don't know if that's Italian or not. Yeah, but and I, I think also they they fasted on on uh, Christmas right, Eve too. Right, I know. Yep. I think a, an Italian tradition was fasting, really, mm-hmm. not till that that Christmas Eve meal. Mm-hmm, so yeah. right. Wow. So like for us, you talk about uh, mass too. Growing up, when I was little, my brother and I, when we were really small children, we didn't go to midnight mass. But as we got older, our parents mm-hmm. took us to midnight mass. So I, re- I have great memories of uh, midnight mass. And then, as I got older and and went in my college age, I always, from then on, I I never missed midnight mass for Christmas. And now, as an adult, uh, we always go to midnight mass. Yeah. Usually for me, I'm all often playing at it. So, okay. Um, the other thing that about that uh, Italians have. Uh, at least in my family, all my relatives had nativities, and some of them really elaborate Italian ones, you know, imported from Italy. Uh, and that was really great, as I would go around and visit all my relatives and see all of their fantastic nativities that they had. So that's something you know. N- some households that are not Catholic even have nativities, right? You were telling me some of that off air, right? Yeah, I was at a retreat this weekend down at the Seton Shrine in Emmitsburg, and Father Leo Padalikug. Some of you might know him from the uh, Plating Grace Ministry, and he was talking a little bit about Christmas traditions. And he said that a, a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters they don't like statues. Uh, there's a misnomer that we worship statues, but even people that aren't Catholic or even Christian have nativities and trees, <laughs> so you can yeah. find those in in the home. Yeah, everybody. You know, Everybody's got them. Exactly. It's funny. A funny thing. Uh, one of the other things that uh, our tradition in our family was always particular kinds of treats, candies, and cookies mm-hmm. that you could only get at Christmas time. And, I, and, and you know, as I got older, like middle school, I was like, "Why is this only at Christmas time?" <laughs> Because these are really, really good. But my relatives always we would go to their house. One of the one of the traditions in our family, which is also an Italian tradition, where on Christmas Day you get visitors or you go visit people. Right. And right. and that was a big part of my growing up. Uh, and and we did it as as our children uh, grew up. But going to visit relatives and finding out what kind of cookies were made that <laughs> at that at that particular household. You know, I don't know if you did you have cookies at your and you were Yeah, I actually up? used to help my aunt, my godmother who's also my godmother, um, she used to bake the most fantastic cookies every year. And um, of course she's passed now, but her recipes still live on because we each got a book after she passed of all of her uh, interesting recipes. I haven't attempted a lot of them, but I used to help her. And she'd have tons of cookie tins because they were going to all these different households. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, uh, she used to call them cinnamon tarts. There were like um, the pizzelles, which mm-hmm. is an Italian cookie. If you're not familiar with those, they look like a waffle but it's cookie. Flat. Yeah. flat. Yeah. Um, and so many other special cookies like you talked about, Joe, that we would take when we went to visit. Now, of course, my grandmother, this was her mother, would normally host the meal on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. So there'd be some at the house, but then there would always be a cookie tin or two or three that you had to take with you. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something, those, those got eaten, but, you know, always <laughs> replenished if there was more. I think we had cookies sometimes. You know, those tins keep things really fresh. We had, we had cookies till like Valentine's Day. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, we, as kids, we love that. <laughs> that's the thing right now. My mother, and she's getting up in age right now, but... That's one of our jobs this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that we make pit sales with her and learn how to do it because, like, I don't know how to do it. And so <laughs> we need to – my cousin and I are going to get together with her, and we're going to be making some pit sales with her pit sale machine because my my mom knows how to make it, and we don't want that to be lost, to that tradition right. to be lost. So right. that's, an, that's an important thing. 
you know, as I'm looking at uh, some of the other, I made, I made a couple of notes to get ready here today. We've obviously we had a lot of lot of Italian friends growing up, and also some of our older relatives. They talked about uh, uh, January sixth, the Feast of the Epiphany. In Italy, there's a good witch that would would come to people's houses and put treats in children's stockings. We didn't do that, but I understand the story is that this this old woman, like a witch type person, mm-hmm. uh, didn't greet Jesus baby Jesus, so she stayed back and cleaned the place. So, <laughs> so she was back cleaning, so she comes on the Feast of the Epiphany, cleans the hearth, and also brings treats for children in stockings. I think that's a cool tradition. What that, do you is think? A cool, that is a cool tradition. We've got to um, bring that one back. <laughs> there's, always, there's always some, like also with St. Nicholas, always someone in the tradition that's bringing gifts to somebody. It's mm-hmm. all about, we know it's all about the gift of Christ, but it, that's, you know, that's where it comes there's from, a yeah. lot of tradition, ethnic traditions of bringing gifts and different people bring them, whether it was St. Nicholas or I think in, in Italian it's called La Bafana. I'm not sure if that's right. Um, the Italians out there can correct me. But and, and that's not something we we did either, but we did celebrate Epiphany, you know, Three Kings. Um, obviously, we celebrated at church mm. on that Sunday. Um, but that's that's a neat tradition. I, I did hear about that some years ago. So. Yeah, that's one of those things that I know, like the the Polish tradition, it turns out, you know, my dad talked to me about how when he was little, uh, gifts came uh, from St. Nicholas on St. Right, Nicholas right, Day. Right, yeah. Uh, but in in researching this, as, as I was an adult, I found out that different parts of Poland, different entities give presents to children on different days. Mm-hmm. So it depends on mm-hmm. the region where you're at. Yeah. But I remember my dad telling me that uh, St. Nicholas came in, on December 6th. Now, he got stuff on Christmas, too. Right. But but he remembers St. Saint, uh, Saint Nicholas coming on St. Nicholas Day. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, so everybody has all these these really great traditions. But like you said, it all goes back to the gift of Christ that we have coming, right. you know. And right. you know, and, and this time of the year, it's as we're all preparing for the right now. As we record this, we're we're still in Advent. And you know, as a child, your perspective on Christmas is totally different than as mm-hmm. an adult, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I was just talking to my wife recently about this. We were talking. We were watching a show about uh, these kids were getting they couldn't fall asleep. It was Christmas Eve and they were, couldn't fall asleep. And I remember that having that problem when I was a child, not being able to fall asleep. Right. I really, really wanted <laughs> to too. fall asleep. I could fall asleep. And now as an adult Christmas Eve, I have no problem falling asleep. <laughs> Oftentimes, you know, when you come home from mass at two o'clock in the morning, right. you know, the worst part is, you know, coming down from the adrenaline, particularly when you're playing at the midnight mass. So I usually don't have trouble you know, sleeping now at Christmas Eve. And I also the getting up at six o'clock in the morning with something as a children you right. are, as a child you right. always did. Yeah. Not a problem when you're an adult, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, you tend to be the first one up. Yeah. Somehow it just sticks in your mind if your if your children would come in and you know, wake up, mom, wake up, dad, you know, it's Christmas morning. That somehow you still hear that in your mind. I don't have children, but I do remember like just my mom would just always be like the first one up anyway. Well, listen, we're going to have to take a break. I don't know if you're looking at the clock, but I am. So I know. That went so fast. Yeah, we're going to have to take a break. So maybe you should tell everybody we'll be right back. We'll be right back uh, with more Christmas uh, traditions from WHYF, Holy Family Radio. Please stay with us. This is Crystal a volunteer here at Holy Family Radio, reminding our listeners that we are a wonderful resource for those of you with family or friends that are living in retirement communities, assisted living, or nursing homes. 
in addition to EWTN and local programming. We are The Daily Mass at 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. Have them tune in to 720 or download our app to their smartphone. Letting family or friends know about Holy Family Radio could be the nicest thing you ever do for them. Hello there, Holy Family Radio listeners. Mike Creevy here, wishing you all a wonderful, blessed, and very Merry Christmas season. You know, AM720 WHYF has been such a blessing in my own life as a listener, volunteer, show host, and as an employee for a time. As you receive the blessings of Catholic Radio in this Christmas season, I invite you to please consider giving back in any way you're able so that Holy Family Radio's mission of evangelization can thrive. God bless you, and have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome back to In the News Show, where we're discussing today with my special guest, Joe Nebostinsky, our station manager here at Holy Family Radio. We're talking about Catholic, Christian, and ethnic traditions that we celebrate at Christmas and New Year's. And right before we went to the break, Joe was talking about Midnight Mass and uh, the significance of that in his life. And for me, we didn't always go to Midnight Mass. And um, similarly, as a child, we didn't go, obviously. Um, We had to be in bed very early. But then for us, it was kind of like a rite of passage. If we could stay up all that time after all that food that we were eating on Christmas Eve, like our pizza and our non-fish items (laughs) and stuff, if you could stay up and go to midnight mass and then go out in the cold and stay awake for that whole mass and all, then then you could go. So otherwise, we would be going probably the next morning. Um, And that's probably back in the day when they didn't have as many um, Christmas Eve masses. It was either Mm -hmm. maybe like eight o'clock and a midnight, you know, that kind of thing. Like, let's go to midnight mass. And I do remember trying to stay awake even as a kid. But that (laughs) that was a really neat thing. And I just wanted to circle back too on on some of the cookies. Um, I'm I'm married to um, my husband who is half Slovak and half Italian. So he learned from his um, grandmother how to make pizzelles as well. So the tradition has carried on in our house, and uh, I do help him make those, but he can do it a lot quicker than I can. And we make all kinds of flavors and everything now, flavors I didn't even know existed because back mm-hmm. in the day you would make them with anise. That was and, it. And that, that was, like was the it, either one, yeah. anise seed or the anise licorice flavor. For those of you, you know, that don't work with anise, it's a licorice fla- flavor. But when I met Jim, my husband, he said, I can make vanilla, chocolate, orange, lemon. Mm-hmm. So we had all the extracts in the cabinet. And I'm not sure what we're going to make this year, but we're, I just talked to him about that this morning and said, would you like to make pizzelles together? <laughs> so that's definitely a tradition that we've carried on. Um, he puts everything together, and I sort of help him make it and put it on the, the pizzell iron. I don't know all the ingredients and everything that go into it, but uh, they were always good, always good. That's one of the things that husbands and wives can do that's a fun thing yeah i yeah. mean yeah it's 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 great to be able to do those kinds of activities with your yep. spouse right yep. and samples <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. got to make you have to do quality assurance testing before you give them right. out and when you make pizzelles sometimes there's like that part around the edge there you know you have to make sure that they're all the right right you know, the right, right. Shape, and if they're you know? not you yeah. know we can't we can't let them leave the house <laughs> well right. we'll just take we'll just eat those <laughs> It's, that's a, that, it's one of the great things to do with your spouse, I think, yeah, making, yeah, making cookies, yeah. making treats like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your husband is, what did you say as far Slovak as... Slovak and Italian. So yeah. um, we haven't interjected too many of the, the Slovak uh, traditions, but we do like the um, the Slovak foods mm-hmm. and one of the, uh, and, and just the tradition of a blocky. I know mm-hmm. that that's a Polish 
thing mm-hmm. as well. So um, we do get those wafers. We don't make those, but we get those from the church, and we do um, have that at the Christmas table. Uh, pass that around. We put honey on it. Mm-hmm. And, wow, that, uh, we didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's so that that's one of the the traditions. But I think you know, from your side, you probably have a lot of traditions that you could share with us. Well, not too much. We 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 do it also. And and when I was a kid, I really didn't understand so much the Christmas bread. My family called it, mm-hmm. you know. But as as I got older and older, because my dad, you know, usually was the thing that when my dad would be at the head of the table, mm-hmm. and before we would eat, eat he would break it up and mm-hmm. we would we would do it we okay. we would uh we would talk and we would pray and that kind of thing uh, but i didn't really understand you know the whole what exactly what was going on where it came from but it, it turns out like it's a polish tradition that came back from like i don't know like the 10th century or something like that and it the idea of it is it's supposed to show that we have an unbroken link a chain between the body of Christ you know one bread one body the whole thing mm-hmm. you know kind of similar to like a like a tribute to the Eucharist it is right. basically uh, and they're so beautiful if you if 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 you I don't know the tr- ones you've seen but they have beautiful images mm-hmm. on them yes of uh, usually uh, the nativity or something mm-hmm. something right. or Eucharistic or many times some type of uh, Christmas scene on them. Uh, and I just, that's a tradition that I try to keep going in, in my family. Uh, I remember, you know, doing it as a kid. And for me, I thought that's one of the things I want to try to do with, with my family is, and even as, as our children are adults mm-hmm. now and we get together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, most of the time for us now, it's not Christmas Eve or Christmas Day because both of my boys are married and they have <laughs> in-laws and they, we have to share our families now. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know how that is. So. Uh, but anyway, that's one of the things. And and for us, you know, some families have that big meal Christmas Eve. Others have it Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. In my family, it's it's both usually. Yeah, both for us <laughs> yeah, too. It's it's both. Yes. Uh, and in my family, when we were you know, growing up, it was Christmas Day. We didn't do it Christmas Eve usually. Uh, I was usually Christmas Day, and then it was we would do that, and then we would either go visiting people or people would come to our house. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that that's definitely definitely part of it. Um, the other thing that's a Polish tradition is the hay on the table, and that's where people bring in hay, and usually they put it oh. underneath the tablecloth, and it's supposed to remind everybody about the manger. We didn't do that in my family, but my relatives, my grandmother and my mm-hmm. great member, mm-hmm. grandmother, all those people, and my aunts and uncles, many of them had hay under their table. I've never under heard that. Tablecloth. Yeah. Under yeah. the tablecloth. No, yep. I never heard that. Yeah, and it's a it's a Polish tradition. And so I just, maybe I'll bring that back to my family this year. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't I don't know. It sounds like <laughs> sounds like it'd be pretty good. I, and it's just a way to remind us about, you know, right. you know, why we're here. So right. I thought that that's a really good one. The other, you know, we talk about the Polish traditions. Polish people love to go to midnight mass too. So all of my Polish relatives, <laughs> they were at midnight mass. Also, caroling was always a big, big part mm-hmm. of uh, my life growing up. You know, you, you know, you know, I'm a musician, and uh, my mother is also a musician. She's she was my first piano player, my piano teacher. Uh, so my mother, my mother sang at uh, weddings and funerals mm-hmm. at our church, and mm-hmm. uh, she was in the choir. And so we did a lot of singing, a lot of a lot of Christmas carols in our in our family. And I try to keep that tradition going up with my children and my and my mm-hmm. grandchildren. So. Uh, the the caroling is definitely a big part of it. The Christmas Day it's uh, it's funny because one of the other traditions in the Polish in in Poland and and it brings over to America too is they do visiting on Christmas Day. They mm. visit the relatives and sometimes it's uh, quite a distance to go to. Yeah. Uh, so I know for us, 
uh, I remember as a child, it was like a whirlwind tour because <laughs> I, I would, we would go to mass, you know, as a child, I'd go to mass and then we would go to my one grandmother's house, then another grandmother's mm-hmm. house, then the other one, and then a cousin's house, and then my aunt's house, and then we would go to these people's houses, and then we would come back to my house, and we were, my, my brother and I would always be dying to play with our toys in the meantime, you know, the toys we got from Santa at our house. So we'd finally get to our house, and all those people that we visited at their houses, they came to our house <laughs> that evening. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. So it was, uh, there's a lot of a lot of fond memories there uh, doing all that visiting. When it comes to food, we were talking about food earlier. For me, pierogi, you have to have pierogi at every meal when you're Polish, I think, you know. So we, we always had a, a lot of pierogi um, like either as a side dish or like the main thing. I mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. just eating a lot of, lot of, <laughs> lot of pierogi. Um, the other thing that's for when it comes to sweets was a, a nut roll. I don't know if you've seen a nut yep. roll, but yeah. uh, it's made with walnuts or other, mm-hmm. uh, other kind mm-hmm. of uh, nuts or uh, sometimes it puts sweet fillings in, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Uh, but it's, a, it's a, a butter dough pastry kind of thing that you, it, you roll it. That's why it's called a roll. And you slice it up, and you can and you just eat it, eat it, and eat it. <laughs> so that's something that is a is a big tradition on the Polish yeah. side of my family. Yeah, um, the, the Knights of Columbus. I'll just put a plug in for them. At most of the parishes are selling the nut rolls this year. I know they are at Holy Spirit. So uh, walnut and apricot and raspberry, and I think they have one flavor I haven't had before: pumpkin cheese. So, but they're not, they're they're. Just as good as homemade. They're made, I, I think, in Tamaqua at a bakery up there. And it's that's very the, much yeah, that's like... That's the place that, that we got yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you have to, if you want those, you have to pre-order them. Right, Otherwise, right. Like, you can't yeah, just walk did. in and get we them. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm a traditionalist. I like the walnut ones. You know, they're my they're my favorite. Yeah, I guess because that's yeah. what it reminds me of a, as a child. Yeah. But yeah, the the for me the again the sweets are just a, a, an important part of my mm-hmm. Christmas heritage. What about you? Well, you know, we we had a big meal too, um, but more like on the Italian side. I always remember um, we had a lot of. You were talking about nuts um, and walnuts and things in in cookies and stuff but we actually had uh, like a nut tray mm-hmm. and my dad was like famous for sitting there cracking all the nuts and uh, you know the nutcracker said and my we'd have too. like chestnuts and walnuts and pecans and everything and that was like and, and that was also um to be honest we're we're not we weren't big drinkers in our house but that would be the day that you know all the drinks would come out like mm-hmm. it, that would be in the cabin and all those specialty drinks um cream de menthe that you could put on your uh either just drink it a, like a little shot or something or put it on your ice cream you know wine of course things like that but it also centered around um a good salad like an antipasto mm-hmm. um um, and a lot of times we would have maybe a macaroni dish as well. If we were even going to have turkey or ham, we'd have something before that, I don't know like about a pre-meal. You, I'm pro-pasta. Okay, I'm just telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> pro-pasta. A little, 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 little joke there. Anti-fish <laughs> pro-pasta. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, yeah, I, it's funny. You're right. All those, all those things. It's funny because we have a lot of the same, the same kind yeah. of, same kind of traditions yeah. going on. But you know, it, it's funny because you know, food is such an important part of of all these traditions, mm-hmm. and it's because you're gathering around the table and you're fellowshipping with your, right. with your friends and your relatives. And many times, those relatives you don't get to see very often. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I, you, you see in popular culture all, all this talk about how when these families get together, how it's a, a big negative experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't remember ever having mm-hmm. that kind of experience where people are fighting. You see that oftentimes in TV yeah. shows and movies yeah. and books and everything, how the family gets together and it's dysfunctional. Yeah. Now, trust me, all families, I think, are dysfunctional in one way or another. But when it comes to the our traditional getting together for holidays, for Thanksgiving and Christmas and those kinds of things, we all got together and we i guess we all realized you know you know we were coming together why you know why we were coming together mm-hmm. i think a lot of those traditions too started with family with grandparents because mm-hmm. the extended family at least in italian families i'm sure with polish families was such an important part of that celebration so it wasn't like a tiny group. It was the bigger group. Like you said, the people mm-hmm. came at, back to your house after you went to their house. And so <laughs> there was this large extended family. But a lot of times my grandmother would host these meals. And then when she wasn't able to do it anymore, it would pass to like my parents. Mm-hmm. And then when they weren't able to do it anymore, it was me and my brothers. And we'd rotate each year through the house. But still the elderly relatives, if they were still alive and able, would come. You know, if we had to pick them up and bring them. Wow. Well, we did it again. We, we talked a whole segment. <laughs> Wow. You better wrap this up. (laughs) Okay. Well, we just want to wish everyone a beautiful Christmas and a happy 2023. And um, that's going to do it for us. So thank you again, all of our listeners, for listening to Holy Family Radio. And we will talk to you again. Thanks, Judy. Hello there, Holy Family Radio listeners. Mike Creevy here, wishing you all a wonderful, blessed, and very Merry Christmas season. You know, AM720 WHYF has been such a blessing in my own life as a listener, volunteer, show host, and as an employee for a time. As you receive the blessings of Catholic Radio in this Christmas season, I invite you to please consider giving back in any way you're able so that Holy Family Radio's mission of evangelization can thrive. God bless you, and have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.